Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaimed to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand, through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaimed to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you, as of first importance, what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. Word of God, word of life. Grace and peace to you, dear friends, from God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Have you ever had someone believe in you more than you believe in yourself? Throughout my life, the mantra, I'm not good enough, or I can't do this, has run through my head. For most of my teens and my 20s, I actually believed these words. I believed that I was not good enough to achieve my goals. I believed my hopes would ultimately fail. I believed that my dreams would never come true. And sadly, I even believed for a time that I was not good enough to be loved. So for many years, I did not voice my goals. I did not share my hopes, and I didn't even dare to dream. But thankfully, throughout my life, there have been people who believed in me more than I believed in myself. When I was a scared kindergartner preparing to sing my first solo in front of the congregation, my mom believed in me more than I believed in myself. She did this as she said, just sing to Jesus, and everything will be okay. When I applied for the Masters of Arts in Church Music program at Trinity Lutheran Seminary, because I was too afraid to apply for the Master of Divinity program, Dr. William Schlax believed in me more than I believed in myself. He did this, as he mistakenly, or not so mistakenly, wrote the recommendation for me to enter the Masters of Divinity program to be a pastor instead of the church music program. During summer Greek, as I was having nightmares and anxiety attacks about my future, not only as a seminarian, but as a pastor, my dad believed in me more than I believed in myself. He did this as he said, You've always done everything you said you were going to do. 
this will not be the exception. When in the past year, life seemed overwhelming in oh so many ways, God continued to send reminders of grace through phone calls and cards from old friends. God sent smiles and pats on the back from new friends, new colleagues, and most importantly, from many of you. Slowly, I'm realizing that the only opinion that matters is that of Jesus Christ, the one who believes in me more than I or anyone in the, in the world ever could. I can stand tall because I know the cross makes me worthy, worthy of love, worthy of dreaming. The cross does the same thing for you. This is the part that the ancient Corinthian church found hard to believe, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In a world where Greek and Roman temples and shrines were everywhere, the idea of a God who didn't require or even want a sacrifice was foreign to them. In a world where sacrifice to a God was expected in order for a person to prosper, a God who sacrificed for them instead was absolutely astonishing. This is most likely why some members of the church in Corinth found Jesus' death and resurrection difficult to believe. After all, they had not seen Jesus like Paul had. In Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church, he spends a great deal of time talking about the resurrection. That must mean it's important. Paul begins by reminding the church that the same God who raised Jesus from the dead had been at work in the world for quite some time. Paul also reminds them that after his resurrection, Jesus appeared to many people, over 500, Paul says. Paul reminds the church that Jesus even appeared to him, one who was unworthy unworthy because of his past as a murderous persecutor of the church. My friends, have you ever had someone believe in you more than you believe in yourself? The Apostle Paul did. Paul wrote, by the grace of God, I am what I am. This is precisely why God raised Jesus from the dead. Grace. Grace is God's love freely given. Grace is a gift. A gift to you, to me, and even to your enemy. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ was the foundation of the Corinthian church, and it is also our foundation. Without it, the church is nothing. Without it, we are nothing. It is not enough simply to follow Jesus Christ and to not believe in the grace of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Without the death and resurrection of Jesus, faith is in vain, and so is the gift of grace. But Paul does not stop there. Paul says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and 
His grace toward me has not been in vain. By grace we are saved through faith, and by grace we are transformed. God called a man of unclean lips to prophesy to the nations. Jesus called sinful and exhausted fishermen to be disciples. Jesus called Paul, the most notorious persecutor of the church in his day, to be an apostle to the nations. Like Paul, God takes what you are, unworthy sinners, and transforms you into saints, worthy of grace, worthy of love. Saints worthy to be called people of God. Saints worthy to be sent out into the world to share the good news with all people. Saints worthy of this privileged calling. Saints who can hold your head up high because someone believes in you more than you believe in yourself. My friends, who needs you to believe in them more than they do this day? Where is God calling you to live a transformed life for the sake of the church and for the sake of the world? And make no mistake, God is calling you. May you be so overwhelmed by God's grace this day that you return it in service to others. Because God's grace is never in vain. And yes, because Christ believes in me, I believe in every single one of you. Amen.